Well, this is Thanksgiving week. And uh, historically, as Americans, we remember the time when the English settlers arrived in Virginia and also when the Native Americans helped them survive a terrible winter. And throughout the world, you know that Thanksgiving is celebrated in many different ways by many different people of many different cultures, right? And in our family, we celebrate Thanksgiving with a whole lot of food. This last Thanksgiving, we had it actually yesterday because my mom's in town. Can everybody say hi to mama for me, huh? So, of course, we're overfed, right? Because mama's in town, and it was just a great time. We also celebrate Thanksgiving by having an arm wrestling match, right? And so basically that's the day when DJ beats the brakes off of everybody. And we just eat some humble pie, right? And so where's DJ? Where's DJ? He's probably got one of the kids who's hollering. He's right there. DJ, can you flex for us? Can you yeah, flex? Yeah, do it, baby. Wow, Woo! really? In the, in the house of God? Repent. So anyways, you know, it's, it's a fun Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, but we all celebrate Thanksgiving in so many different ways. But I want to tell you that as a family of God, from whatever country, whatever language we speak, no matter where we come from or what our experiences have been culturally, we have one major, very powerful reason to celebrate and be thankful for. And that is that no matter, no matter what we face in life, we have a reason to celebrate Jesus. That is, that is, that no matter what we face in this life, whether good or bad, if our hope is placed in Jesus Christ, then we look forward to living a life with him in a place where there will be no more pain, where there will be no more sorrow, where there will be no more un unexplainable suffering, where there will be no more corrupt government or evil destroying our world, we will be with him in peace and in joy and in thanksgiving always. Isn't that good news? So for us, no matter where we come from, what our primary language may be or what our cultural experience may be, we're basically declaring that our hope is not found in everything working out the way we want it to. Our hope is not found in everything just working out perfectly or in having many things or in having a lot of food. Or in having a mama like mine who cooks Dominican food that's delicious. Or whatever it may be, our hope is not found on circumstantial things. Our hope is not even found in having a family that has it all together. Our hope is not found in, you know, next year maybe things are going to be better. No matter what happens in life, if you and I have put our, our trust in Jesus, our hope is found in that after this life, we will be with him eternally, with joy and with peace. Isn't that good news? If, if not, then our life is just really short here on this side of eternity. I mean, when you consider the Bible and what the Bible says about life, what's the point about having a great life here and a terrible eternity then? I'll take a better eternity. Anybody with me? So here are some biblical, uh, the biblical reality about life and how short it is here on this side of eternity. This is what the Bible says. Number one, life is like grass and flowers that wither. That's not so long. Life is like a vapor that quickly comes and quickly vanishes. That life is like a single breath. Why don't you just do that with me? One breath. That's it. According to the Bible, life is but a breath. 
You know, the um, number one reason, the number one fear that all of humanity has is the fear of death. And I believe that the reason that is, is because we've been created for eternity. And because we were created for eternity, there's something in us that longs for something bigger than ourselves. We long for peace. We long for unity. We long, we long for governments that really are righteous and leaders who are pure and who have integrity. We long for all these things, but you and I know it. It ain't happening anytime soon. Anybody with me? It ain't happening in this world. It's corrupt. It's broken. Sin has destroyed it. But one day, Jesus, amen, he will establish that kingdom. And the reason I believe we fear death so greatly is because everything within us has been created for eternity. Therefore, we have an eternal appetite for that which only God can provide. You have an eternal appetite. And so we do the best that we can to prolong life. We do the best that we can to make life as comfortable as possible through as we live and as we die. But you know, it's really sedating ourselves from the reality that we're thirsty for eternity. There's only one answer to the fear of death. Jesus Christ who overcame death. Jesus who has the victory over death. Jesus, the mighty warrior who gives us life. And he has secured eternity for you and I. I want you to think about that. The Lord Jesus has secured salvation for you and I. And some of you are saying, how has the Lord given me salvation? How has Jesus secured salvation for me? Gwen, I'm glad you asked. He secured salvation for you by coming to this world, by teaching you how to live, by dying on the cross for your sins, by racing to new life and giving you new life, by giving you his Holy Spirit, by filling you with power. It's not under, but it's a powerful truth, by restoring your relationship with God. That eternal appetite that you have can only be satisfied by knowing that you're in right standing with God. And I want you to hear it from me. If you don't hear anything else this morning, you can be restored to right relationship with God. Because he found you so valuable that he paid the price that you couldn't pay so that that could be possible. So in light of what Jesus has done, in light of what he has given, in light of the reality that this life is short and eternity is long, big question for us to consider today is this Thanksgiving season are we celebrating life in Jesus are we celebrating that our salvation is secure in Jesus or are we focusing on lesser things yeah you know, I don't know maybe the turkey doesn't work out just the way you want it to I'm, I'm praying against that in the name of Jesus Christ right now. maybe you're going to have crazy Uncle Johnny who shows up at Thanksgiving is going to act a fool again I don't know Maybe something always happens. I don't know. And if your name is Johnny, could you forgive me? But you're kind of crazy. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. But I want to tell you, even if things don't work out, are you celebrating Jesus today? Are you celebrating that you have salvation and peace in him? And when this life is over, this life is over, you're going to live eternally with him. Are you taking for granted how blessed you are? You know, I was invited, we were invited, I don't know how many years ago, to go pray for the city of, of Oregon and all the leaders. And everyone was given a piece of paper, you know, of things to pray for. 
And I was like, okay, I'm going to have the, I'm going to pray for the judges or something. I don't know. I'm going to get something great. And what do I get? Pray for the water department. <laughs> this is going to be, I can't, I can't really, how can I be passionate about the water department? Right? I was like, this is not cool. But then I remembered as a kid, and I don't know, Mama, I, you're here. It's, it's interesting. I remember this now. But in Dominican Republic, I remember that once a week, a water truck would come by. And he would have water. And he would drop off that water because we couldn't just open the faucet to drink water. It was water that was given to us. And when it came, we were excited because there was water to drink. And then we just danced. There's water. There's water. I think, my God, I can open up water anywhere in America and drink water. We are blessed beyond measure. We are blessed. Are you counting your blessings and giving thanks to Jesus? Big question today. Are you celebrating Jesus? Today you can choose to celebrate that in Jesus you have life. That not even death can take away from you. And that life is a free gift for all who receive it. That life is a free gift for those who are broken. That life is a free gift for all who recognize that they need a life change. That life is a free gift for those who want to live for something bigger than themselves. That life is a free gift for those who have that eternal appetite that says there has to be something more than this. Are you celebrating this eternal life in Jesus? There's three big questions that everybody faces that we ask that are the biggest questions of life. Who am I? What happens after I die? And what is the purpose of life? It's led people into some great depression. It's led people to give up their lives in a negative way. But it's led others to find Jesus. Because Jesus answers those questions. Who are you? You are sons and daughters of God. You are the forgiven if you return to him. You are the restored you are the victorious. You are more than conquerors. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are students of God's grace. The Bible says that grace will be your teacher. Aren't you glad that grace is your teacher and not condemnation? I'm so glad grace is my teacher. You are recipients or receivers of mercy. When you wake up in the morning, God says, I have new mercies for you. Can you imagine that? Just picture, that's what the Bible says, new mercies are there for you every morning. In other words, you wake up and God the Father is saying, my beloved, let's do life together. I got new mercies that I want to pour out over your life. That's like a whole better way to do life. That's better than treading water. Anybody with me? Who are you? You are the beloved of God. What happens after death? If you put your trust in Jesus, the Bible tells us that we will not suffer eternal punishment in hell but that we will have eternal life and joy in Jesus. Somebody says, what is, what is eternity like? Because that's kind of boring, Pastor. I love you and everything, but I don't want to be in a church service forever. <laughs> that's not me. Praise God, that's not me either. But somebody described that there's a difference between forever and eternity. Eternity, just picture a flower, and picture when a flower gets to its full bloom, its full glory, opened up, boom, right there. It's awesome. It's great. And, and you know, or, or just picture the height of something, the height of something great. Eternity is being caught up in the glory of the moment with him. We think of ourselves as 
when I get to heaven, I got all these questions. I just got to ask God all these things because I don't get it. But I think what's going to happen is we're going to caught up in the glory of God. Like, wow. I got no questions. Holy, 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 worthy, 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 mighty victor, mighty victor, God of grace, God of mercy, worthy of all the praise from every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to be caught up in the glory of God. Caught up in the glory of God. That's what's going to happen after this life. What is my purpose? What is my purpose right now? Your purpose is found in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. You can stand with me right now. Here's your purpose. How do I do life? How do I move forward? What's the great calling in my life? I know that I've been created for eternity. You know, maybe you hear somebody say, you know, I feel like God's going to do something great in my life. And some of us are like, yeah, whatever. I hear that all the time. Whatever. This guy's a little, you know, whatever. Don't do that. Because the reality is you have been created for something great. You've been created for someone great. You've been created for someone great. So let's encourage them to seek greatness and pray, God, that they would find, that they would find you. What is your purpose? What is the calling of God in your life? It's this. Rejoice always. What does that mean? Guard in your heart what Jesus has done for you. Guard in your heart the fact that you have hope that not even death can take from you. Guard it in your heart. And then no matter what hell you will go through in this life, because you will go through hell. No matter what hell you go through in this life, because we will go through hell. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Because we have this hope that passes understanding, this peace that passes understanding, we know that we know that we know that we belong to him. So we rejoice always. We pray without ceasing. We pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that we're always blabbing and always talking. It means this. Every day we wake up and we say, God, my ears, I want my ears to be in tune to you. I'm ready to listen and I'm ready to follow. That's the call of God in your life. God wants you to have ears to hear. And this is God's word. If you have ears to hear, he's going to reveal his truth to you. Seek me and you will find me. Knock and I'll answer. Ask and you'll receive. That's God. If you make a commitment to make the calling of your life, not an occupation, not a hobby, not a gift, not a talent, but to hear the voice of God, you will be a walking revolution. You will be a walking revolution. That is the purpose of the church, having ears to hear the voice of the Father. And then ultimately, not only to rejoice always, not always to pray without, not only to pray without ceasing, but as we close, that in everything we give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything. And what does that mean? It means this. Lord, I've guarded this hope that I have in you in my heart. And Lord, I've kept my ears in tune to you. So no matter what comes my way, 
I'm not going to allow everything to dictate my attitude. I am going to dictate in my life that I will be grateful in the midst of every storm. Some have said, I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to be grateful in everything because I believe that you're working in my favor. Do you have a plan to prosper, to bless me, to give me a hope and a future? And I will trust you. And so one of my heroes, one of my heroes of the faith, Corey Ten Boom, and she was locked up in prison because of her faith in Jesus, because of guarding people during World War II who were going to be exterminated. She, was found, she found herself in this place where she was in prison with a bunch of other people in a place that was infested by fleas. And the guards wouldn't want to get close to her or to that group of people in that place. But you know what she realized? The fleas were a gift from God because it allowed the guards to get away and it gave her time to preach the good news. And they would thank God for the fleas. That's kind of crazy. Come on. That's what perspective, a kingdom perspective will do. It'll allow you to see that God is good. God is able. God is faithful. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. You can clap your hands. Let's bless God. Let's praise him today. You're good. You're good. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hey, you're here today as we close this morning. You're saying, you know what? I want to make a commitment this year to just be grateful before the Lord. I want to be a person who is a person of thanksgiving, not just during Thanksgiving season. I want my life to be marked by thanksgiving. Would you join me at the altar right now? So I just want to be a person that is thankful before God. Would you join me here at this altar as we close today? We're just, nobody's going to pray for you today. We're just going to lift our hands before God. Uh, if that's you and you're coming up, you're saying, hey, I just want to be thankful, and I want God to make my life a life of thanksgiving, not just this season, not just this season. I want my, I want my tombstone to say this man lived out thanksgiving. This man had a kingdom perspective. He said, I'm tired of my circumstances dictating my attitude. That's you today, and you're saying, I'm going to choose to be thankful. Would you come up to the altar right now? Would you come up to the altar right now? Thank you, Lord. Maybe you're here today, and you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to give my life to Jesus. I need this hope. I need this peace. I need this joy. I want to give my life to the Lord today. That's you, and you're giving your life to Jesus for the first time today. Right where you're at, you see all of us are already here. Would you raise your hand right where you're at? If that's you, amen. 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 I see those hands. Would you all repeat after me? Father God, thank you for sending your Son paying the price for my sins. Forgive me and cleanse me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take my name and write it 
in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we thank God for those who gave their lives to Jesus? Thank you, Father. Father, we want to be grateful. We want to be thankful. And we want to have a kingdom perspective. When the storm rises and when all odds are against us, Father God, we want to be people of faith who say, I will not retreat. I will not shrink back. I will move forward in Jesus. So, Father, I thank you for courage in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you make us more than conquerors. And, Lord, I declare over your church in the name of Jesus, the work that Jesus begun in you is the work that he will finish. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, we're going to keep worshiping here. God bless you. Have a great Sunday and a a great Thanksgiving. And if you need prayers, we're going to be here if you need prayer. Whoa.